All right. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Uh, it's your boy, Zach, back again with Bamani Lounge. And today I've got with me a very special guest. Uh, as you know, I play Subterror. I've been playing it for a long time, since about the time it was released, Savage Strike, around uh, January, February 2019. And so with me today, I have uh, Christian Forsman, who's one of the top Subterror players. And we're going to share his list today. And yeah, so without further ado, uh, Christian, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Christian. I'm from Denmark. Uh, and I been playing Subterror like also whenever like since it came out like you are like the one that gave me the inspiration to play the deck in the TCG <laughs> so that was pretty funny <laughs> yeah how and did now, you how did you come to pick up the deck um so I've known the deck from the OCG but I never really looked at it but then I saw like a replay and it looked like a very I don't know, like how to say it, but it's like it was like a very funny day because like you just had hand traps for every situ situation. And you could stop everything, and it was like I was I was playing trick stars at that time, and this deck reminded me a lot of trick stars because it played scapegoat, gofu, and stuff like that as well. So it's like it was like kind of the same deck, but the problem is we didn't have guru, and then we got in savage strike, and I looked at the deck, and I was like kind of like hmm, should I pick this up or not? And then I like. Watched your video, and then uh, after that, I saw a lot of deck profiles from the OCG, and then I saw other videos from YC Chicago. Uh, I think all of them. I think you were in there as well. Yeah, and, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I was just testing the deck. I played at the YCS Dusseldorf, did horrible with it, and then I just got better with the deck since then. That's awesome. And, yeah. Um, what the, have, uh, do you have any tops with the deck? Anything that our players would recognize? Uh, so I think my most recognizable tops is that I've topped the LCS one, the luxury championship series one and two with the deck. Uh, and then I was very close to topping YCS Milan back in 2000. Yeah. Back in the end of 2019, uh, where I went 8-3 and then I went, I was close at Euros in 2019 and closer at London 2019. So it was like, yeah, I've been, I've been on the bubble, but it's like, yeah, like my first major tops were like kind of, um, what is it called? Yeah, was the LCS. And then uh, I have like a bunch of regional tops in uh, Denmark with the deck. But like, they don't really count since that the regionals in Denmark are like quite small. So that's like, it's like not really premier events, if you can call that. Right, right. So it's like a big locals. Yeah, basically. Word. Well, uh, yeah. So let's go ahead and get into the deck list that you're currently playing right now. I see that you're playing a lot of hand traps in your list compared to my list. I'm only playing a couple. Uh, so let's just walk through really quickly. We'll put it up on the screen. But it uh, looks like we have three copies of Ash Blossom, three copies of Effect Veiler, two copies of the new Ghost Mourner, two copies of DD Crow, and then we have the standard lineup of uh, the one Umastrix, three Fiendus, three Guru, one Archer. That pretty much never changes. And we've got two Called by the Grave, and then we have three Pot of Extravagance, obviously, and two Pot of Duality. Then there's the one Terraforming to search out your three copies of Hidden City. And then for the Trap lineup, we've got two Crackdown. That's an interesting tech that we'll talk about. Three copies of Solemn Judgment, three copies of Final Battle, and then to round off, we have three copies of There Can Be Only One. So that is a 40-card main deck. So uh, tell us, why did you pick 
some of the cards that you picked in here? Okay, um, so right now this is not like a list I'm like comfortable with. I changed it up a lot, but I think it's good. Like you can still play it and like do fine with it. But um, like my main words was that like I run ten hand traps because I think that you need to have at least one hand trap in your hand to stop the needle fiber decks. You really want to have an interruption versus needle fiber, and uh, like the eight. Uh, like the eight kind of like hand trap girls like do that, but Crow is more like against Eldritch, like pure Eldritch, yeah. and and then uh, I play Crackdown right now because I think it's good because you can stop that um, you can take a lot of things, and where they just completely end the turn, like you can take a Spinny and then end the turn they don't have any uh, extenders. Mm-hmm. You can take like one of the rocks. And um, and interrupt that, and then if they use Conquistador or something while they have Lord, you can chain Crackdown to take the Lord so they don't get the pop. I think that's how it works. Oh yeah. So yeah, and then um, like like Guru itself is just very very good with Crackdown because you can book the monsters and take them forever. So that's like another reason to play it. And yeah, that's an interaction that pretty much only exists in this deck, and that's why Crackdown is so much better in this deck than in like any other control deck. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But I like, I also thought about playing strike, but that's too many solemns you have, so you pay too many life points, and you never mm-hmm. really want to have dead cards in the deck because the deck can break a lot. And uh, I thought yeah. like the eleven hand traps was fine. Uh, previously, I was down to nine traps only, but like, uh, like at like a stop terror OCG guru list, like before all the traps came up for the deck. But like right now, uh, I like this is it's fine. Nice. Okay, so that's the that's the basic concept of uh, your current deck list. Um, so we have a new format, obviously. I mean, we it's it's not really that new. It's just we've taken a few things off the ban list. Uh, but it does bring up Altergeist. Uh, how does this deck do against Altergeist? I've noticed a lot of people playing it these days. It's kind of 50-50, to be honest. Um, like, it really depends on the die roll. And sure. you seeing your Psytex cards in the like in the game two and three, but like I think the deck it's not as horrible as people make it out to be because I've seen a lot of subchart players that really don't like the matchup. But for me, I think the matchup is fine. Like if you open um like if you actually spoofing at the correct time, if you veil at the um, the Marinetta, that's yeah. like yeah, that's like fine. And then the crackdown is also like decent versus deck and then there could be only one it's just like a bomb of a card it's like probably the best <laughs> yeah. card in the deck right now definitely the best card against altergeist i tell you that's actually one of the reasons why i'm currently on two copies of solemn strike it's because uh if you go second then uh, there can be only one functions as a board breaking card but if you're going second they're always pretty much always going to have some kind of negation usually in the form of a monster and if you strike the monster that tries to negate it then the there can be only one sticks and you just control the game from there that's yeah, one of the exactly. reasons I, I like having the strike, but uh, I definitely think you got a really solid theory going on this list right now. Um, for those of you who are new to the deck and maybe want to pick it up, uh, Christian, tell us a little bit about, uh, about the deck and how does it function? Like, What is the win condition of the deck? All right, so the win condition of the deck, so first of all, the deck is like a one-cut engine, similar, very similar to Trickstar's. And it also has a fuel spell like Trickstars. But in this case, the fuel spell is way more important because it essentially is a plus two for the deck. 
And the deck basically wants to search out Guru, which is the main card of the deck. And it's like the deck that makes the deck function and make it like competitive. So you always want to search like yeah, your, your typical place, like activate city, add Guru, use city's effects, flip up Guru, and search Venus. So that's like a plus two with a hand trap. And then the deck is itself, like its entire engine is so small. So you can play a lot of cards that count the meta and a lot of hand traps as well. So, and then also the deck can play, that can be only one, which is like probably the best floodgate in the game right now for the decks that can play it. And um, the deck can grind very, very well. And like the main thing about the deck is that Fiendus is like a really good card in the deck. And that was like Fiendus in Final Battle that came in Maximum Crisis was probably like the best support cards for the deck because before, uh, yeah, before that, everything was like, behemoths and um, like maybe some of like the nemesis warriors and stuff but like we didn't have guru like a way to search out subterra cards so that's when we got this card this card gained like a whole new like way of playing the deck because before it was just like something big behemoths but now it's a more like a very controlish deck like trickstar where it just uses hand traps and um fingers to stop like everything and then in comparison to like most control decks uh, I think you pointed out in your video from like way back when was that like this deck can deal damage and it can like kill people way faster than other control decks can. Yeah, and that's another sure. thing. Yeah. But like, yeah, the main thing is that uh, you definitely want just to get access to Guru as quickly as possible. But that's also like one of the deck's weaknesses is that if you don't see Guru, it's very, it's like, it's harder to win. But like, how can I explain it? It's more like, um, like yeah, it, it's, it's very hard to win when you not have Guru, but it's not impossible because Fiendus can still flip your Archer face down. It can still summon your Umastrix from the hand to, like, use Dylan's Interruption if you have Final Battle. And, like, there's, like, yeah, there's, like, a way, ways to play without like Guru, but Guru is definitely, like, the heart and soul of the deck. It's, like, how you win games and yeah, why the deck sure. is good. One thing that I found myself, uh, I found it coming up a lot lately, uh, Personally, the way that I'm playing the deck is obviously you establish your guru, and if they are not able to kill me on their first turn, assuming that I've gone first and they're com they're coming at me going second, the second thing that I search is always the archer because if I'm not able to kill them that turn, then having the archer that not only floats but also makes the the guru a live quick effect book of moon without having yeah. to flip the final battle. That just like puts the nail in the coffin for me. Yeah, exactly. Also, another thing I forgot to mention about this deck is that the deck snowballs very fast out of control. Like, yes. if you don't stop them immediately, like you just keep doing the same thing every turn. You keep gaining little pluses every turn, and mm -hmm. then you just win that way. Yeah. And like you said with Archer, like if they if you have Archer and you can have that uh, with the Guru, and you can keep searching like the Fiendesses, it's basically just like having the two interruptions, and then you can keep spinning back that stuff when you're attacking. So it's amazing. Yeah, that's one thing about Archer that uh, a lot of people forget is that at the start of the damage step, when it attacks a face down and you control another subterra monster, it just shuffles it into the deck. It's not a targeting effect. It happens at the start of the damage step and it gets rid of the monster without like putting it in the graveyard or like triggering banish effects or anything like that. It just, it just kicks it back into the deck and opens the path for Guru to deal 3,400 damage. Yeah. And being able to that do was, that every single turn, and then like every turn, uh, the guru flipping itself face down sets it up. 
so that you can also get the search. Like sometimes you'll you'll do it in the end phase by flipping final battle if you haven't used it, and then you get to search the fiendus, which means that your plays on the next turn are like guaranteed to go through because if they try to hand trap you, then you just fiendus. It's just, it's so strong once you're able to establish basically a lock. Yeah, it is a lock, and you can say it's a lock because yeah, you you're just not letting your opponent complain. Like yeah, I, I like and, to uh, refer to it as no dot deck. Yeah, yeah, it basically <laughs> yeah, it is it is no dot deck. Because like you'd have hand traps that like you have so many hand traps, or you can play so many hand traps that just stop them on their turn. And then if you get to your engine, you just still get two interruptions every turn that just like uh, it's so good. Uh, and then uh, if you have uh, Umastrix, you're just gonna kill them really fast. Yeah, Umastrix is it's a card that I have a love hate relationship with because I've drawn it so many times with like no fiendish, no hidden city, no guru, nothing, and it's just like. Uh, behemoth and four traps and I was like man this sucks but then other times like it just clutches out certain situations where I'm like man I really need to just get rid of this monster and kill them this turn and that's exactly where Umastrix comes in like you normal summon your fiendus you book your own guru and then you summon the behemoth and then you use its effect to flip it face down then you can use the hidden city to flip it back face up and banish a monster and then it gets you in for a ton of damage because with a hidden or not hidden city uh, with a final battle it gets up to forty seven hundred damage. I mean the thing is a heck and chunker. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, and then also um, like it's very good versus like a lot of decks. Just generally like having that banishing spot removal is amazing against Eldritch. It's just like you can keep banishing the Lord every turn against uh, yeah. an Emancipator. You can just uh, banish the uh, um, the little guys to stop them from excavating and continue, continuing extending that place. Yeah, because all of the, the Adamantipators are all ignition effects. So you would have the priority, or not priority, but you would you would have the opportunity on the resolution of their summon to flip final battle, to flip uh, the behemoth, and then it banishes their monster, and then they're pretty much out of luck there. Like, if they've committed their normal summon, then, like, that's, that's usually GG. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, should we talk about uh, side and extra, by the way? We haven't yeah. talked about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, whatever you want to uh, gravitate towards first is fine with me. All right. Uh, so, yeah, we can start with the side first. All right. Um, so, I play Pangrotops, Nibiru. Um, Pangrotops is kind of like a, like a free space for every single matchup you have going second because it's pretty much good versus everything. And since a lot of players are playing their monsters in defense to protect them from Lightning Storm, it just makes Pangrotop even better and can out negate. For yeah. example, uh, like Savage is 25, so Pangrotop can beat over that, and then you can use its effect to destroy uh, the Arclight. Yep. Oh man, that's broken. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, it's just like the most versatile card in my side thing, I would say. So that's why I only play one copy. It's never bad to have. And then yeah, the Biru. I love Pangrotops. Yeah. Also, uh, Nibiru, amazing against combo decks. Nothing to say there. It's yeah. very, very broken against against Salmon Grade. It's all right against Drugs. Like if they have Guardian, it's bad. But if they don't, it's yeah. amazing. Uh, and then Triple Cyclone for Altergeist yeah. and Mira and Eldritch and Evenly is just a great going same card against everything. Basically, it's good versus Strikers. That's Cosmic Cyclone is also good versus Strikers as well. But evenly, it's like good versus everything. It's kind of good versus Salad as well if they don't have Lingerie but yeah. Right. And or then, if they uh, didn't like hard draw the, the roar. Yeah, yeah. 
exactly. Uh, also, another thing is that uh, if they um, if they play um, salad, they're usually going to search out the rage against you instead of the raw. So that's like even better. And then um, two ogres. Ogres is good versus fiber. It's good versus altergeist. It's very good versus altergeist. Uh, it's right. good in the mirror match. It's good versus sky striker. Um, it's just like a, a like a kind of like a very flexible card as well. But recently, it's kind of seen a research display. But like I'm currently testing it. I'm a little bit like weird on it right now. But so far, it's performing pretty good. And it's also my favorite card. So <laughs> yeah, I have one ultimate rare copy, and I wish I had three. <laughs> nice, very nice. All right, uh, and yeah, three lightning storm. It's like insane against all the back critics, and yeah, also yeah. going second. I discovered a crazy interaction because uh, in my build, I'm also playing uh, the set rotation and Necro Valley plus one copy of Mystic Mine. Oh um, uh, yeah. So one thing I've noticed is that like, yeah, you can only activate one hidden city per turn, but unless you have active floodgates and you really only play, I mean, in my build, I only have, there can be only one. So if I'm, if I don't already have that up, then if I have a hidden city face up, then I can just set another copy and then set all of my cards with their effects or just, you know, uh, by setting them manually or whatever. And then lightning storm is live again because you have no face up cards. So like, yeah, exactly. we're like the only deck that can actually get value out of lightning storm past turn two. Yes. Because every deck is like, always like kind of does some combo or kind of like has anything face up and that's why it's like a really good uh, like some people say it's like oh you still have the city face up but like you can always set like another field spell and then use lightning storm as you said so mm-hmm. it's like i think it's like a little bit better than this deck as well um and yeah that was it to the side and then the extra deck um i play one fortress dragon because cyber dragon is a thing and if i play against <laughs> it i can't have an edge uh, and then yeah. I kind of want to talk about the next two cards in hand. So I play Access Code and Celine. Access Code is just like a bonk of a link three or four, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, Celine is good at climbing up into it, but you can use it together with Orsa and then you can reborn your Fiendus if you have more than three spells. And then uh, you just have like, uh, th- and then you can uh, link your way your Fiendus into a Link Revo. Or uh, and then you just have like two attributes as well. Yeah, but you have that anyway, I think. But that's like another good interaction yeah. that Celine offers for con- control decks. And then uh, yeah, three nightmares all standard. And then the three best cards in the extra deck you can play, if you don't play Super Party, of course. But I think Super Party is kind of nice. weird right now. It's not. Yeah, that it's good. in a weird spot for sure. Uh, so like I play uh, three Anima, three Link Rebo. Uh, Link Rebo is amazing against Dinosaur, and it uh, awaits out in Spectre Border. Anima is great versus outing in Spectre Border as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another thing is that Anima is very good against the Nibiru token as well, because then you always have an out to it. You can always out it no matter how big it is. And then, oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. And then it's also amazing that people like misplay a card, and that's like they just kind of like lost. Mm-hmm. They can lose to that for sure. Yeah, if they ever just put their monster in the wrong zone, then you can punish them for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then uh, also against uh, Salmon Grade, you can also summon it, take the wolf. Uh, If they Mm. have like a nightmare, you can summon it, take that. If they have a producer, you can summon it, force out a negation. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty good. 
Uh, another thing really to nice. point out with, thing to point out with Ghost Dog is that it's also good with Appaloosa if that ever comes up. But yeah, right, right, uh, right. Because Appaloosa is once per chain. Yes, uh, and um, like also, this is the final card I want to talk about. But this card is like so good in this deck, like because at, at Emancipator's deck right now, so you can keep reborning rocks every single turn, and also um, what's called. Um, yeah. Also, like if they have Pangotops against you, they side it in. And then if you can out the Pangotops and make this, you can keep reborning a Pangotops every single turn and keep popping stuff every single turn. So it's like amazing. <laughs> wow, that's that's something I hadn't even thought of. I forgot. Of course, Pangotops is an Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And also, like, uh, there's like a lot of really good Earth monsters as well that people just play, uh, where you can reborn them. But it's mainly for Pangotops. And then also, if they pop your card. Uh, like you can just search for Archer or Fiendus. And then the best yeah. part about it is that it's 1850, so Sunlight Wolf can't beat Ogre, except by discounting spinning or stuff like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much the deck. Nice. Yeah, the deck, uh, the deck you got, it looks really solid. It's definitely a little bit different than mine. I'm actually only playing three Ash and three Impermanence, and those are my only hand traps. And I found that to be a, a really, a really good way to play the deck. I mean, there's I guess there's mm. basically two ways to play it. You can either play like the play a ton of hand traps, or you can sort of lean into like I'm a guy who like almost always will lose the dice roll. So mm. having access to the set rotation as a fifth copy of Hidden City if I go first, or to have it be a second and third copy with the terraforming of Mystic Mine. A lot of decks are just not main decking spell and trap removal so i'll just auto win games because like maybe i didn't draw guru but i go second i bait out a negate like this happened the other day i go, I go activate pot of extravagance he negates with Borload savage and then he doesn't have any more negate so i just go all right activate mystic mine and then i just sat on it until i got everything i needed yeah yeah basically that's like that's a really good interaction that mystic mine has uh, yeah. and like it just people like it's like a really unfair card missing man that's how you like can win games with it and exactly. that's like, amazing and like with the set rotation the set rotation people are going to be uh siding evenly matches against you and they're also going to be like usually playing impermanence so if you start off with a, a set rotation it turns off evenly match and it turns off impermanence so like it, there's a lot less that they can do that's threatening to you oh yeah when, definitely when definitely. it's like post side and I've also, like, given my opponent the Mystic Mine because, like, maybe I already drew the Necro Valley and I just needed to see Hidden City. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had to give them the Mystic Mine. But what's hilarious is that, like, there's a window of opportunity for you to do something when the, act when the field spell is activated. So by the time they get the idea, like, oh, I'm losing, but they gave me Mystic Mine. Maybe I'll just activate Mystic Mine. I already have the Fiendus for it. That's happened, like, three times already. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's disgusting. Once the deck establishes control, like you said, it snowballs. Like there's there's no getting out of it without like some random blowout or RNG. Yeah, and you can just, yeah, again, you can keep doing the same thing every single turn. And like, if you just have Guru and Final Battle, you're in an amazing spot. And also Fiendus, like, but Guru and Final Battle are like the two main components for snowballing, I would say, because you keep putting those cards and then like, yeah, just flipping your guru up and searching yeah. every time. It's amazing. I know I said 
in uh, the video I did for I'm a So Angry. Shout outs to you, Kawhi. Uh, I know I said that like the basic play of the deck was activate city, search guru, set guru, use hidden city to flip guru, and then guru search fiendus. But what I've found from playing the deck for a long time now is that actually the thing you want to search almost every single time is final battle. Because having the book of moon effect is very relevant. And then if they try to attack over your monster, you just negate the attack with hidden city. But the thing is, the fiendus needs to have a subterra monster face up in order to do anything. Whereas like, so let's just say they're like, they kaiju you or they're able to like use pancreatops to kill the guru. If you don't have the final battle, uh, like put it this way. If you have the fiendus in hand and they don't kill you, you can revive the guru on the next turn. And if you already have final battle, then that's just extra value for you. But if yeah. you if you search the fiendus and you have to waste it on something and then they out the guru, then you're kind of cooked. So like having the book of moon and ensuring that the guru lives is kind of paramount. Like I've, I've held the fiendus and somebody has kaiju'd me and then failed to kill me. And I'm like, cool. Now I just normal summon fiendus, target the kaiju and then revive the guru. So like, yeah, exactly. Fiendus yeah. is like an amazing, like follow up play. You always have, that's like another thing with fiendus is that if you search it and they get rid of your guru or like if they, like if you can't use the negate or if they get rid of the guru, you still have a follow-up next channel with the fiendus. Exactly. So it's like, it, yeah. But I also think searching both cards, it also depends kind of on the matchup because For sure. it, it, in some ways you want to have the negate rather than the Book of Moon because against decks like, against deck, like if you know, it depends on what deck you're, if you know what deck they're playing because if you mm -hmm. play against Striker, you rather want to have the negate than the, uh, final battle yeah for sure but if i'm going in blind uh and i if i win the dice roll for some reason and it's game one i'm almost always searching the final battle like you'll get hands sometimes where you you open with like guru and city and so obviously like the city will search your fiendus first and then you get the the final battle so you have all three of them that's obviously the best setup but if if i only have hidden city and then defensive cards i'm almost always uh, game one almost always going to go for the final battle yeah yeah it, it's definitely like uh it's it's pretty it's very good searching the final battle because it just it's like the card is crazy for the deck like it's so crazy yeah man like i i uh, played around with skill drain and the interaction that that has with like skill drain and anything that negates effects but not activations is just nuts because like i've i've had skill drain face up already and then uh, play has passed back to me and then I just go ahead and flip summon the guru and declare the effect and my opponents look at me like I'm insane and they're like dude you're under skill drain I'm like I know do you have a response to the effect of guru I can still activate it and then they say no and then I chain final battle and so then its effect can't be negated I get the search it's broken yeah <laughs> that's like that's amazing I tried playing skill drain once but like I was a bit if you're on it, maybe I'm going to play it in the future. I'm not sure. Again, my list is not, yeah. not fully optimized yet. How I think I it's it. best in a format where combo is like everywhere and it's all yeah. like monster effects. Yeah. But in I a think format with like Sky Striker, it's not quite as good. Yeah. I also think like Sky Striker is like definitely the deck's worst matchup for sure. Yeah. Because... Let's talk about that a little bit because I've had a lot of trouble 
uh, playing against Sky Striker, even with no engage, the deck is just ridiculously bad of a matchup for this deck. So uh, how do you go about dealing with Sky Striker? It's, it's insanely hard to play against the deck uh, because they have so many cards that can just uh, get rid of your Guru or bait your Fiendish. And it's like, um, it's every time like that you kind of win by just open broken or that you like kind of um that you're kind of winning by being like i don't want to say lucky but like you're winning by just having the better cards overall but like the deck is like super bad and it like uh it also like depends on how well your opponent knows the deck because yeah surprisingly a lot of people don't know guru because it's not that well of a represented deck so it's like kind of like a little bit of an edge but it's like it's such a bad matchup for the deck it's definitely like it's definitely 100% worse than playing as True Rego. I'd rather play against True Rego and Sky Striker with this deck any day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I eat True Draco for breakfast with this deck. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Sky Striker, it's, it's actually one of the reasons why I'm still playing Imperial Order, just because, I mean, I'm, I'm siding it, but, like, that's one of the only cards that can pretty much guarantee that you win that matchup, because... yeah. Imperial yeah. Order just means that you don't have to waste your negates on anything except for, like, the Ray effect or, like, the Link Monster effects. Like, those are the only things you have to worry about if you have Imperial Order. Or if they, yes, like, are able yes. to chain, like, I, I used Order and they chain Cyclone, then I use the Fiendus on that, and that just makes sure that it resolves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like, that is, like, Striker is just like it's in it's just an insane bad it's like a really bad matchup for the deck, sorry. Um and yeah, order just completely shuts down that deck. Um but I feel order like order is very good against the deck, but if you don't have like a guru with it, it's bad. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, like Imperial Order is definitely like an auto win for sure if you have it. And I also found that uh Ogre is very good versus the deck as well. If you stop the multi roll, oh, multi roll yeah. was like Motu was like the, the card that was so annoying. And also the fact that uh, Ray was just a hell of a card to get rid of. Like, if you don't have uh, a way to stop the Striker card. Yep. Ray is so annoying. That's one reason why I like having the two copies of Call by the Grave and playing also the two copies of Strike. Yes, because you can just stop the... You can stop the stomachs of the Strikerlings and then you can uh, Call by the Grave the Ray when it tries to trigger. Except yep. in the damage depth, of course, but... Yeah, that's why the strikes are extra relevant because that can negate in the damage step too. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, and yeah, uh, also another thing with the deck that I kind of sucks about striker is that deck the only one literally kind of does nothing. Yeah. Uh, because the deck can play the card itself, and it's like it's just like a free card you can side out, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, I, yeah, I I still like. I'm a little bit afraid to see Striker even to this day. Like, I really don't want to play the matchup with the deck at all. Yeah, that's one reason why I'm also... I, I was mentioning this to you before when we were talking on Facebook. I, I've playing two Kaijus in my side because that's one thing that really just... It kills the Striker deck is if you Kaiju their monster, it doesn't trigger the Ray, and then it turns off all their back row. So it kind of gives you a chance to establish your control and yes, if you're yes. just able to consistently stop the link monster and stop the ray from re resolving then you have a much better chance of winning that matchup 
The only issue is that like we're not an OTK deck. So it, as opposed to something like I loved uh, when Striker was at full power, I was playing Spiral at that time. You just like Kaiju their monster and then summon tough, summon agent, pop, 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 off you go. But this deck doesn't really have access to that kind of power. So I, I'm iffy on the Kaijus for now. I think I'm just going to stick with like the Lightning Storms and the, the Cosmic Cyclones and, of course, Imperial Order. Got to have those auto wins. Yeah, I definitely think Kaijus are still like, uh, they have potential, but I still, I don't know about them either. There's like a lot of things I still need to figure out about the deck uh, because I haven't really played a lot online recently. Uh, so I just, especially because locals open up and stuff and I'm really trying to take a look at the deck again. Uh, another thing I wanted to say was that um, like the deck itself, like it would be nice if like support, like the support they have is like proper spell and trap removal, like anything spell and trap removal because the deck already has that, but the card is really, really terrible. Like I think it's called Stickle Kraken or something like that. Like it's a, it's oh, a behemoth yeah. that's level five. It's like you would just rather play Cosmic Cyclone or like even Lightning Storms except like it, the card is just bad. And also like every behemoth is a break except it's like has a good effect. And like Umastrix is like the only behemoth you can play because it's like actually like it actually has a good effect and it also mm -hmm. has good stats where it's combined with a uh, final battle because if you look at like a lot of the other sub cards they have like pretty well-rounded stats and they don't really have like any um how can you say any like stats that are just like not equal kind of like so if you look at like the level 12 guy i don't remember his name but the one that's like has, the book of eclipse yeah yeah exactly it has like i think only 2000 defense and 2000 attack or something like that. it doesn't really have that high stats and I it doesn't think really he's at like 3000 attack but he's got 1800 defense or something yeah, like that and there's another yeah. one that's like 3000 but only 1400 defense and them being in defense mode yeah they're just they're just bad most of them yeah and then there's also like uh the behemoth that can make colossus but that was that we don't talk about that <laughs> yeah we don't talk about that anymore <laughs> rest in peace <laughs> uh, yeah um and yeah uh another thing i want to say is that of all the decks right now that i think the deck has the easiest against it's probably adamantspater because yeah. there can be only one it's just one hell of a card versus that deck as well also sure. against eldritch it's like I actually they, don't just, even know if I've lost a single match so far against Ad Emancipator with this deck. It's a very strong matchup. Yeah, it, it, it is. Like I have lost like I have lost very few, but usually I just win because also uh Guru can just slip the guy face down and then it just shuts off the turn. And also yeah. like crackdowning or solemn judgmenting a certain card can also just completely destroy. But like they can be only one, it's just like an auto win. Yeah, for sure. And, and also uh, Rockets. Rockets is also like an auto-win for this deck. Uh, mm -hmm. I know a lot about that. Uh, but like, um, I've been playing the, against the Rocket deck for a very, very long time. And uh, I have not dropped a single match with the deck. Except for like, I think one at Locals, but that was like... <laughs> but That's yeah, nice. usually... Yeah, and then... Uh, but like, the deck is like... You just... It, the deck really cannot out. There can be only one. And I don't, I, I would never understand why you would play less of that card because that card is 
simply the best candidate. It's one of the big reasons that deck's actually good right now yeah. is because it's just probably one of the best traps in the game, if not the best trap. Because it's it just, so impressive. It, like I was playing against Dinosaur the other day, and they were doing the, the, the Jet Synchron, Halky Firebrax combo shenanigans, and I really didn't have anything except for there can be only one. And he goes normal summon Jet Synchron. I'm like, cool, make Link Rebo, cool, Jet Synchron effect. Summon the Jet Synchron back. I'm like, there can be only one. I forgot up until like the moment before he started making that play. I was like, wait a minute, Jet Synchron's a machine and Halky Fibrax yeah. is a machine, so you can't make Halky Fibrax. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. It's it's like it just shuts off everything and uh, also against Eldritch just shuts off all the trap monsters. Like it shuts off the Conquistador. It yeah. shuts off. It also shuts down Dinos that you mentioned. It shuts down. Um, what more is there? Uh, yeah, also guys yeah. as well. It's like it's good versus almost every single deck in the format yeah. right now. So like, I even played against Necroz, and I chained it to the activation of one of their ritual spells, and it fizzled because they already had a type of that monster on the field. Yeah, the Degamillion one is just such a good of a card. Like, so impressive. Well, I think we've done enough singing the praises of There Can Be Only One. Um, yeah. I think the, the video might be getting a bit long, but you know what, man? It's been really great to have you here. I've been really uh, thankful to have your insight on this deck. It's been a pleasure, and, yeah. Yeah, thanks. So, guys, I think that's going to wrap up our Subterror in-depth discussion. Uh, thanks again to Christian for joining us on the channel. And Thank don't you for being here. To, of course. And don't forget to join us in our Discord and check out some of our tournaments. We host them a couple times weekly. Uh, actually, recently we've been, we've been playing for Boxes of Eternity Code, and it's all on Edo Pro. So if you don't have it already, just download it. And yeah, join us in the Discord. Join us on Facebook. And thanks again, Christian. We will see you next time. This has been Zach, and I'll catch you guys next time.